Well, hello there, people. This is Tony Motherfucking Purdue. The record button has been hit. The tape is rolling. The reel to reel is spinning. And I'm here for you, the son of the Alabama wild man. The one and only person of interest. Ah, it's me. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. This is podcast number two. I actually had two people listen to the other one, so I'm making another one. Why am I talking like that? That's really strange. I don't know what I'm doing, but hey. Hey, I'm, I'm doing it into this mic. I hope y'all are having a lovely day. Or lovely night, lovely evening, lovely afternoon, whatever time it is right now. Whatever time it is in the world. Because I don't know if you knew this, but we're taking this worldwide. This ain't even a southern thing. This is a worldwide thing. We're getting it all around the globe. Thanks to that beautiful technology. And for my friends and... uh, I'm trying to think of a fake country, but I can't think of one, so I don't know. Yes, I was going to try to say a fake language, but I totally fell flat. Oh, boy. Listen here. I got some more electronic music coming on up. I just booked a gig that I've already forgotten when it is, and I was about to plug it. It's in May at the lumber yard. I just turned my head and said that, so it probably got really quiet. But it's in May at the lumber yard. I think it's the 14th. I should do my research before I turn on this recorder. Probably be be very handy to know what the hell you're talking about. But hey, that's never stopped me before. I just continue doing what I do. You fake it till you make it, or you make it until you fake it. That doesn't even make any dang sense. I thought I just heard a CB radio. I think I'm hearing things. I don't think it's a voice, though. It's not voices in my head. It's like CB radios. I've probably watched way too many 70s trucker movies. It's like burned into my brain. Speaking of, what what is the name of that? I have, my memory is terrible. There's a, uh, there's a movie I got on VHS. Me and my lovely lady Cindy watched it the other day. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's, it's a Chuck Norris movie, but it's a Chuck Norris trucker movie. And the acting's pretty terrible. Which makes it super cool, so... I really dig it, so I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's it's terrible good. Um, I love some cult movies, weird movies. I like B movies, um, C movies, Z movies are the best. The thing about B movies, I don't like all these, this freaking Sharknado and all that jazz, because it... They, it's like they know that they're making a bad movie. I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in seeing that. You know, they're self-aware. Movies like Troll 2, which is freaking amazing, they were trying to actually make some high art with that one. I don't know if you've seen the documentary about that, too. It's really funny. But they were trying to make something really, really freaking good, and they just miserably failed but they made this beautiful work of art unintentionally. Wait, well, they were trying to intentionally make art, but they failed in the direction they were trying to make. Well, I'm confusing myself. You know what I mean. I don't have to explain this to you. You're smart. You listen to the TMFP podcast, so you know I've got intelligent listeners they're ranked highly on the scale of intelligence. 
I mean, y'all hadn't just crawled out from under a rock or anything, have you? Because I did. As I, I used to go to Holly Pond, and I lived in Welty. And uh, I should start telling everybody I literally lived under a rock for most of my life. I just, I like social experiments like that. I like to, to see if I can convince someone, well, stuff like that. It doesn't of something that makes no sense. Just see if, if they'll actually believe it. And then, uh, you know, I base that to start a cult. No, I don't do that. Not yet. It's, it's, it's kind of cold today, but I tell you what, it is sunny. It's real nice outside here in North Alabama. Just want to stand outside and take my shirt off and let my, my nipples harden. I don't really want to do that, but, um, but it is nice outside. Very nice day. Just thought I'd mention that. We do live in a lovely state full of lovely foliage. You know, there's things I can't stand about Alabama. There's things that I love about Alabama. I have a love-hate relationship with Alabama, for sure. I've lived here all my life. And, um, you know, I'm 41 years old currently. Um, you know, there's things about Alabama, of course, with their history and different things. I don't have to tell you about that, that that's not too cool with the racism and all that. But other times it's like Alabama is the butt of so many jokes around the world. But everyone that lives here are not complete morons. <laughs> There's a lot of very intelligent people that live in Alabama, especially in Huntsville, Alabama, because, um, you know, people come from all over the world for the tech industry, you know, for NASA, for the biotech industry. Redstone Arsenal, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And there's freaking some of the smartest people I've ever met have been in Huntsville, Alabama. So anyway, but it's not just Huntsville, it's Birmingham. And, you know, there's other places. And there's something to be said about country knowledge, you know. And um, even a lot of country people I know, they have a, you know, a common sense. A sort of knowledge that you can't get out of them them scribblings in the books and such but I like to have the best of both worlds if I can I always like to try to learn something every single day if I can I don't know I have trouble with math I really struggle with math it's it's not that I can't do it it's like I just my attention span flies away I just lose my attention and I want to, you know, think about something else completely different that it's unrelated. I want to think about, you know, what I had for lunch, which which usually I don't remember until a couple hours later when it's irrelevant. Uh, I can't talk. Irrelevant. Let's uh, just skip that word. I've forgotten how to use the English language. That's kind of, I thought I would just scat during part of the podcast, just sort of, uh, you know, make up words. And uh, I just need a little jazz drummer to do a little sizzling on that there hi-hat and cymbals. Do all that stuff. And then it might kind of make sense, but, you know. But if you're still listening to me right now, you're actually, uh, I guess you're getting something from it. I'm not really sure what you're getting from this. I'm not really sure what I'm getting from it, but it seems like fun. It's almost like a, uh, a diary, but lots of people hear it. So I probably uh, shouldn't say as many personal things that I do on here, but you know, whatever. Whatevs, man. YOLO. 
That's what the kids are saying, right? It's kind of cool getting older, you know, being 41. I've always been out of touch with the mainstream stuff, but now it's kind of funny because I'm seeing... I've, I was kind of in touch with mainstream enough to mock it or, you know, joke around about it, but now it's like I'm getting so far out of the mainstream, which just means I'm not... I'm not keeping up with what them kids are listening to that some of the the catchphrases and words are not you know completely registering with me so that's kind of cool. I like being out of touch with uh with the hipness so I like to uh just do my own thing and that's what you should do too. But it is fun to know about twerking and you know all that stuff. Somebody's probably listening to this, some young person, twerking, that's, that's like 20 years ago we was talking about twerking. Now we all about the flippity-flopping. You don't know about the flippity-flop, old man? Yeah, well, you don't know about jitterbugging. We used to jitterbug back in the day. And we might have done a little flippity-flopping, but it was called the June bug jitterbug. You don't even know about the June bug jitterbug, so so you guys serve. That's what I do. I serve them up. I serve it piping hot. That's what I like to do. Tell you what, this uh, this politics has gotten crazy. It's like a it doesn't even seem real. It's like a reality show. It, it seeing the what happens every day, I feel like I'm in this weird apocalyptic dystopian movie. It's like at the very beginning of it when, you know, you sort of see foreshadowing of something really bad about to happen, you know, like the bomb's going to get dropped and then we're all going to turn into mute, mutations and uh we're going to have to fight to survive and uh, live off of uh, eating dirt and stuff like that but um, I don't know that's kind of what it feels like sometimes but I also have hope for the future I feel like um, I feel like there's a lot of smart people out there and there's a lot of smart young people which I'm very hopeful about I feel like the next generation has a lot of great ideas yet you know, is everybody perfect? No. Is every generation perfect? No. You know? So I think millennials, they get they catch a lot of hell, but they're actually really smart, most that I know. And, you know, they. Uh, I feel like they're going to take the country in a good direction one day. I just, I'm really hopeful about that. And as you can tell, I'm, I'll... You know, lean over to the left, left-hand side. Pass the duchy to the left-hand side. Not really, but you know, I like saying that's funny. There is a me. I like making old references that no one gets unless they're old like me. But I'm not really that old. I feel. I mean, 41's not that old, and I don't. I don't really even feel 41. I still feel like I'm. I don't know, maybe I kind of, I know so much more than I did when I was in my 20s or early teens, but I don't really feel that old. I I don't know. Especially now, I've, I've changed my diet. I don't, that's right, here I go on my vegetarian stuff, you know, make all the jokes, the hilarious jokes. I'm not vegan, but I, I am vegetarian now. It's, I think I've been doing that two or three months now. And I tell you, it's made a difference. Like, I've lost some some chub around my gut. You know, there's nothing worse than a skinny fat man. And uh, I forgot I've sort of got abs there. Um, I just had me a big old subway sandwich so probably my guts full of veggie subway sandwich but you know it's uh it's pretty cool though but i've noticed other things 
just about my overall health that's changed. I, I take a vitamin B supplement as well. And uh, I think that helps. But anyway, that's one thing I'm doing. And the, the meth I take every day helps out a lot. No, I, I don't take meth. That's a joke. I don't do no drugs. I, I live a very clean lifestyle. The only one of the main things I need to quit doing is drinking so much doggone coffee. I drink like, I don't know, like 10 cups a day or some nonsense like that. I mean, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. Maybe five, five to 10, something like that. Um, I need to need to quit that. No wonder I have trouble sleeping. And then I need to get on the exercise too. You know, you start thinking about stuff like that. I do some stuff, but you know, like Cindy's trying to get me to <laughs> to go hiking more and stuff. And I actually bought some some boots, hiking boots, the other day. I'm weird about shoes. I don't, you know, I like styling shoes. I it's like I don't want those regular looking Nike sneakers. Those are for squares and all that. But I bought some Timberland hiking boots and they I mean I guess they're kind of stylish but I don't they don't feel stylish to me you know I like to take it to the next level but man the, I tell you these things are uh, comfortable and you know you start realizing uh, you get older it's like you know this is uh, this is alright who even cares I just want to be comfortable and uh so that's all right. And uh, Timbaland, catch the fever. That's not a good slogan. I, th I thought I'd do a little Timberland commercial. I'm trying to name drop, you know, I'm, not, I'm trying to drop brand names in there that I want uh, kickbacks, I want money from, you know. So uh, I should hashtag all those companies in this post and then be like, Yo, I mentioned you. Now give me free shit. So, so I'd just like to say right now, Gibson guitars are the greatest guitars ever made. Also, Gretsch guitars are the greatest guitars ever made. Moog synthesizers are the greatest synthesizers ever made. Dave Smith synthesizers are the greatest synthesizers ever made. And I'd just like to say that, I don't know, can't think of any other any other stuff but all the stuff that I like that's the greatest and send me money it would be kind of cool though seriously to get a uh, sponsorship and uh, like even on my music you know be uh, sort of be sponsored by a instrument company or something so much so many great products out there I seriously, there are certain products that I love, like Moog, and uh, I love my Gibson. I've got a, it's, I say it's a 68 uh, country jumbo, southern jumbo, excuse me. It's called a 68 southern jumbo, and it's, you know, a flat top acoustic uh, square shoulder made in Bozeman, Montana by the Gibson factory. I actually broke one of my guitar. I didn't break it, but it got cracked really bad when we, the last time my rockabilly band played over at Barber for the uh, Vintage Fest, it cracked. So I sent it to Gibson. You know, they have a limited lifetime warranty and I was, figured it was worth a, worth a try. And they actually said, yeah, well, We'll fix it or replace it. And I was like, that's awesome. So uh, it was a limited edition run country western model, which is a lot like a hummingbird. It's kind of like, I call it the country cousin of the Gibson hummingbird. Man, this sounds, it sounds great. But, but anyway, they were doing a limited run of this thing. You know, they called him a 68 Southern Jumbo. And he asked if I wanted to, to do that. Uh, Ben over at Gibson. Shout out to Ben in Bozeman, Montana for Gibson. 
and uh, anyway he was super nice great customer service and uh, he offered me this other thing and it's like a sunburst you, you see it lately I, I play it I play it a lot probably any videos you've seen you know of course not on my special video website with the nudity no I don't have that I'm just kidding about that but um, but anyway it's a great guitar man I love it and it was beautiful fate I hate that the other guitar got messed up, but this replacement was wonderful. And I just, I know Gibson's had some trouble, but I just really love that guitar, and it's been a great workhorse for me. So I just thought I'd chit-chat about my, my guitar that I love. I got a uh, Gretsch Tennessee Rose a while back that I really like. I haven't played it a whole lot, but I really dig it. Um, I call it the Alabama Rose, of course, so, all right, you know, I've been working my electronic stuff, it's, it's a completely different world to me, it's not like just sitting there with a guitar and singing, you know, you can pick up an acoustic or something and just work on a song, which is cool, I, I still love doing that, writing new songs that way, but um, you kind of have, have to have certain kinds of equipment for a uh, electronic stuff. I mean, I guess you could have a super minimal setup, but I like to have options, you know. So, yeah, it's uh it's kind of weird like cuz I'm having to mix everything. It would be super complicated to have someone else mixing all these separate like five or six different things at one time. So, it's sort of like you're a producer/musician. And I say musician loosely because I don't even like to call myself a musician. I just, I like to create. I like to write songs. I like to perform, you know. I'm an entertainer. Maybe that's a better word. I try to be a musician. I try, I'm always trying to learn. I try. I try. Give me a trophy. But, yeah, I just, I've always felt like I needed to express myself. And I've done that for a while. When I was a little kid, actually, you know, very long time ago, before I even really got into music, I was just a, I don't know, I was in like Cub Scouts and stuff like that age. And uh, I would go to the library, you know, before the, the internet, of course. I would go there, and I loved to read, and I was really into, like, spiritual book, not, like, spiritual, like, you know, holy books. Screw that. I don't want to... No, I'm just kidding about that, but, um, no, you know, like, ghost books and stuff like that, and aliens and, uh, you know, mysteries. All that stuff was really cool to me. I really, uh, really dug that. That was, that was very interesting to me. And uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. Oh, man. Anyway, books, check them out. Book, books, check them out. I don't know. What was I doing? What was I saying? Who am I? Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing? So anyway, I would go to the library. That was before uh, computers. No, they had computers. It was just the crazy floppy disk computers. So I don't guess it wasn't the 1800s or something. But anyway, I would, uh, I would get books. I would get, hey, you know, I would go to the library and get books. Hey, let me say it one more time. I would go to the library. I would get books. They have books at the library. How many times can I repeat the word books? Book, 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 book. I sound like a chicken now. I sound like a doggone chicken. Speaking of, you know, my name is spelled P-E-R-D-U-E. -E. Now get that right. It's spelled P-E-R-D-U-E. E as in echo. If you're down with the, the freaking, uh, you know, the kind of, uh, what is that? NATO, the NATO thing, you know. Alpha, Echo, and all that jazz. So anyway, P-E-R-D-U-E. That's spelled just like the chicken dude, you know, like the competitor Tyson. 
I'm related to him somewhere down the line, which is whatever. I don't know. Just just far enough where I don't have any money. <laughs> oh, and something crazy. I tell you what, that uh, that DNA stuff, that technology now has really gotten interesting. I, I love history, and it's interesting to learn about your background. And uh, I did that DNA test a while back. I did the 23andMe, and I also did the... Uh, Ancestry.com one. Really interesting. I, I learned a lot of things, and most of the one that surprised me the most, and uh, wait for it, wait for it. When I got my results back, I saw the email. It popped up. I went to the email. I was so excited. I said, What is this going to tell me? What am I going to find out about my DNA? I'm going to have very special DNA. So I opened up the email. See, I'm getting real quiet now, so my mic's getting closer to my, to my uh, mouth. So you know I'm getting real serious and stuff. So anyway, I opened the email, and it says that I'm white. Mm-hmm. I'm a white dude. You just fell out of your chair, didn't you? If you're sitting in a chair, if you're in an airplane flying around, you probably just jumped out the window. You probably just skydove. It just flipped you out so much. No, um, anyway, it was interesting. I learned that I was very Irish, had some Scottish, and uh, got a little, some French and German, but I was actually surprised how freaking Celtic I was. You know, it kind of makes sense. The more I think about it, you know, the Celtic people were very interesting people. I like the way that they they merged art with so many things in their society. And artists, from what I understand, I wasn't there hanging out, you know, with the Celts, but I understand that artists were a very important part of society. They weren't just, you know, starving artists. I hate starving artists. I hate that... Um, it shouldn't be starving artists. That's, you know, that shouldn't be the status quo. People who are artists are special people. Some people would say I'm special. That's one way of putting it. But, um, you know, they're very, it, there's only a certain amount of the population that are true artists, and they inspire people. And, you know, it's a reflection of uh, human beings in general, whether that's good or bad. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, expression of emotions. It's like, you know, musicians, painters, sculpture, anything. It's a way to put across things that move people. And that's important. People don't put enough stock into that. You know, there's a lot of important things like trade jobs are important. You know, it's important to have people that know how to freaking do your taxes. But, uh, well, maybe not now with TurboTax, you know. Y'all go to hell. You accountants just go to hell. I got turbo. T no, just kidding. I'm sure there always need to be accountants for people like Trump so they can try to pay as little taxes as possible. But seriously, though, um, but I kid, I kid. Yeah, but um, wow, I totally got off track. I'm, I'm like a million miles an hour in all directions. It's like my brain is just spinning around up there. See, some of y'all, your spinal cord connects straight down your spine. See, mine doesn't connect. It's got like this magnetic field around it. And when my brain starts going, my brain actually spins inside of my skull. And it's kind of like the way a uh, alternator works. It spins around and uh, it creates a magnetic and electrical field. And uh, that's how I get ideas, like, uh, like that time, one idea I had as a kid. Um, we used to live in the High Point Estates Trailer Park, which is, you know, a great name for a trashy trailer park, which was really cool and not ironic at all. Uh, anyway, I lived there for a while as a kid in Vinemont. I've, I've pointed that out before. I mentioned that before in a story on my last podcast. Why am I talking like that? Um, 
anyway, but there's like a field kind of back there off behind it. And I used to kind of explore the field and different stuff. And I found this uh, old barn back there. And I don't even know whose land it was. I was just wandering around as a little kid, you know. I found like an old piece of barn wood. It was like a, uh, not a log, but you know, like a plank. And I, I figured out my own thrill ride. I found that little plank and it was rotted out. You know, it wasn't even very sturdy. And I created the first, I called it the hillbilly roller coaster. And what I would do is I'd just put the plank up, you know, off the side of the barn where it made a very sharp angle towards the very hard ground. And I got me a cardboard box, brought it out there. I'd climb up to the top of the barn. And then, of course, I'd get the box on the, on the uh, plank. And then I'd just slide in the box, you know, down the uh, plank onto the ground and try not to bust my head open. And that was pretty exciting. I enjoyed that. That was a fun game. So anyway, getting back to the uh, what I was talking about earlier, before I was so rudely interrupted by my spinning brain, um, I used to go to the library and I was into the spirit, spiritual ghost books and stuff like that. But I also was, I started getting into uh, magicians, like magic tricks, you know, and uh, just performance art and stuff like that. And I became obsessed with Harry Houdini. I thought he was just the freaking coolest dude. And I sort of wanted to be that guy, not him in particular, but I wanted to do, you know, have an act like that. This is before I was into music. I was just a little kid. And uh, I was in Cub Scouts. I used to be a really good little salesman. We had this expo thing, that is Cub Scout Expo, and my job was to go sell expo tickets to people, and it was sort of a fundraiser thing. So I sold like the most expo tickets in my little district there in Coleman, so I was proud of that. You know, I was a good little salesman, but anyway, if you won a certain amount or if you sold a certain amount of tickets, you were able to select from these prizes out of this book. And I remember going through there and seeing these prizes and I saw one of them is like a pair of handcuffs. And it it was like real handcuffs. It wasn't like uh, toy handcuffs. It was like real. Hand I'm not really sure why that was in a Cub Scout book, which really bizarre and a little disturbing, but uh, it was in there, so that's what I wanted. I got the handcuffs because I saw those and I said, oh man, this is like Harry Houdini. I can get these handcuffs and do an act. So I got the handcuffs and I was, I still got them somewhere uh, in a box or something. And um, I got those and I would do shows for like my mom and brother and stuff. We had these uh, bar stools bar stools going through puberty again we had these bar stools in the trailer and i would like get a blanket and put it over the two of them you know to make a little stage and then i would handcuff myself behind my back and i had figured out how to pick the handcuffs and that's like i would do some sort of little escape act or something so that was i've always wanted to be a showman i guess a lot of doggone good it's done me, but you know, if it's in your blood and I don't know what else to do, I like, I like it. I like being a fool, I guess. I feel like my job is to entertain people by all means necessary. I'll, you know, I'll jump off, I'll jump on a hillbilly roller coaster if I need to. I couldn't say roller, I'll jump on a hillbilly roller coaster of love. I don't know why I have so much trouble talking sometimes. It's very strange. Like I just, my tongue slips out of place. My tongue slips out. But um, I'll tell you what, that, Reading is underrated, though, because it really uh, is before we had... I, I always say it's before we had this and that. I sound like an, such an old person, but it's true. 
It's before you could get on the internet. You know, you had so many devices you could be entertained by. Books were so awesome to me. You could just, you could, um, you could learn about things. You could, uh, you know, you could get taken to a different time and place. Uh, one of my favorite authors uh, at the time, which the, he still is. I really, really like his his uh, writing. Is H.G. Wells. I thought those were so cool. My favorite of all time is The Time Machine. I love time travel stories. I think it's very interesting, uh, just really cool. And it was very, I feel like he was pretty unique at the time. Of course, now you got lots of time travel stories, but it was pretty, pretty neat to read at the time. I think I, I, think I was into reading those, uh, what do you call them? There was like a weird, not Wizard of Oz, the regular Wizard of Oz, but there was like this anthology of Wizard Wizard of Oz books that um, it was sort of like, I don't remember if it was prequels or it was like a story about the same characters, but it was a little darker. I, I read those. Those were pretty cool. I don't even remember what it's called. Maybe you can tell me, but. That was pretty neat to learn about. And uh, guess what I got right here? Guess what I got? You're going to slip into your theater of the mind, and I'm going to sip on this Subway soda here. Huh? That's a lot of S's, sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. Apparently, I drink a lot of Subway soda. Subway. Eat fresh. Okay. That's a billion dollar subway. I'm going to need it for my... You know, I got three listeners, so you're going to get that back in revenue. So, subway, give me that money, honey. Yes, sir. So, anyway, books were really cool when I was growing up. It's very exciting. I, I haven't read a lot of books... Uh, lately, as far as uh, stories, I've been, I mostly read now a lot of, um, you know, more personal growth, you know, self-help or uh, or just things about topics. I, you know, I like learning, but it's cool every once in a while I'll pick up a, a book and sort of get lost in it and uh, about a story. I have started doing the audible thing a lot more. Um, I listened to a whole series the other day. I, I don't know if it's still on there for free, but it was uh, West Cork. It was sort of like a real crime mystery series thing. That was really good. I thought they did a good job with that. It had a, it was like a sort of documentary thing, but they weaved it into sort of a series. But I highly recommend that one. If you do the audible thing, um, I dig it. And uh, I like Audible because I'm going around. I'm always on the go, it seems like. So, you know, you can't really read a book when you're driving or you're, you know, moving around. So I guess you could, but, you know, your trip wouldn't last very long. Your trip would include going to the hospital. So, yep. That's been a fun podcast. I just... It's like I get going. It's hard to, it's hard to get crunk. I'm like an old motorcycle. You know, sometimes you you try to keep kicking it off, get the kickstarter going. It's like, you know, you're jumping. It doesn't room until you hit the acceleration, but you know, you're jumping up and down on the, the thing, and it, it won't kickstart. But you know, finally you get a kick started, and then. It starts putting along. Then the carburetor starts working a little better. That fuel and air mixture is just right. Then it really kicks in and you twist that throttle. You pop a wheelie. And then you crash into a brick wall. Or you jump over a shark like the fawns. But um, I tell you, it's like my mind takes over though. Once I start going on a tangent, 
I just I start spitting out all kinds of jarring participle phrases and all sort of nonsense. That's why I was kind of like, how am I going to do a podcast if I don't have anything to say? I'm just going to start it and say, hey, I'm playing these shows. Uh, I play music and uh, I'm doing this and that. And then uh, I'm going to do this. Well, thank y'all. Have a good night. Party on, Wayne. But uh, it's actually been easier than I thought. I don't know if anybody's going to have an easy time listening to it. Like, easy listening. <laughs> but um, but it's actually, it's like I just got to get kicked off. Which is the same way when I play a show or something. I mean, usually I'm okay to get started. But it's like you get a stride going. You get that groove. And you sort of you're not adrenaline well adrenaline when you're playing a show but i don't know you, your uh, chi starts flowing your energy as they say in the asian countries yeah so that's it's interesting my mind my mind maybe it's like a snowball you know you just you start going down the mountain or maybe it's more like a ball of trash. You just start rolling down the the uh, hill, the hillside, and next thing you know, it's full of full of wheat grain, kudzu, and a couple of possums. Speaking of animals, I don't know about y'all, but I love animals. I love almost every animal on Earth, except for like maybe flies and maybe gnats and. Uh, I don't know. Mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes. They love me. But I love animals, you know. I even love spiders. I'm I'm very uh into spiders. I feel like um I've seen spiders in my life at certain times where they've sort of uh, told me things. It's not, I sound like a crazy person right now, but I'm being for real. But just sort of I've gotten a vibe from them. Like I would see a spider at a certain time and it's like, oh, okay, something's about to happen. It's like it was a, it's like in my life, it sort of showed me, it, I feel like it was God being like, okay, this is going to happen. And I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm thinking of a specific thing where I saw a spider come out and it was, it was something really bad happened. And I don't want to go into it right now, but it's sort of, uh, it was, it's like foreshadowing. It would, it would, I got this feeling and I knew something bad had happened. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff at work that we'll never understand, nor should we probably, but I don't know. I think there's a lot more to life than what we see on the exterior. I think. There's a lot more going on than we'll ever know. I'm dropping my equipment here. Moving it around. <laughs> dropping my equipment. That sounded dirty. Yeah, so... Anyway, but I love animals. Uh, one thing, if you want to get... It pissed me off more than anything is abuse an animal. Anybody that abuses animals is a piece of garbage. Uh, I, you know... Animals are beautiful things and they're not they're not made to be just murdered for no reason. I have nothing against people that hunt. You know, if you're doing it for a reason, if you're hunting and you eat the meat, whatever. I don't eat meat, that's fine. But uh don't, these trophy hunters and these people just to kill stuff, to kill stuff. Why why do you do that? What what purpose does it serve? It doesn't serve any purpose, but I don't know, feeding your ego, getting your rocks off on murdering something. How is that? How is that cool? So that's how I feel about that. But I love animals. I love kitty cats. I ain't afraid to say it. Love puppy dogs. I love spiders. I love all kinds of animals. I'd probably love more animals if I was around them more. I don't know. I'd be afraid, though, if I lived in Africa or something, I'd try to make all the animals my friend and probably get eaten or something. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they could pick up my vibe and know that know that we're cool. I'm cool with them. 
I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I think of, uh, I don't know if this is a good time or not, but I was looking down on my hair timer. This is, a, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a professional. I do a professional broadcast, so I actually look at my time, how much time I got. I'm counting it down, so, uh, no, I'm really, I, I kind of am. I noticed my first podcast, it was about 50 minutes, so um, I'm about 45 minutes in, so I think 50 minutes is a good time, you know. That's perfect time to chop up the show and put all those uh, high-end commercials in there, you know. It's going to bring me all that money, honey. It's going to, I'm going to be raking it in. I'm going to be swimming in it like Scrooge McDuck. You know, I'm just doing what I do now, really. I just, I got to be me, and, you know, that's that's what I am. So I've tried not to be me and it just a few times, and, man, it makes, makes me miserable. So I'll just do me, and for better or worse, if you don't like me, then move along. If you do like me... Sing me a song. If you might like me, then let's get along. If you do fight me, then you better be strong. Dang, I just came up with that. Oh, man, I am so cool. Such a good songwriter. That's not really a song. That's more of a um, rallying cry. I don't know. I'm feeling spastic today for some reason. I don't know what's going on with me. But, um, tell you what, music, film, art, I love all these things. I love, uh, I love these things, but I got to say one thing. I get really disgusted when people don't want to pay artists, don't want to pay for content. They don't, that's, uh, not that you have to pay for this, seriously, though, but I'm making it free for now. But um, anyway, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, artists, musicians, they put a lot of work into these, these things. And only certain kinds of people can create. You know, it takes a certain kind of person, you know, to write a television show, to write a movie, to direct a movie, to, to be the key grip on a movie. That sounds dirty. Key grip. Bust out your gaffer's tape, daddy. So, um... Anyway, but, you know, they need to be paid. It's a trade. What do you say? Shot day. I better stop that. But seriously, uh, you know, and to get started in, in a lot of disciplines like that, you know, it takes a lot to, you have to invest a lot of money, depending on your discipline. I've used the word discipline about 20 times now. Depending on the kind of art you're doing, you know, you've got to invest quite a bit of money in it. Uh, and then, you know, and then you have to put a gazillion hours into it. A gazillion, exactly a gazillion dollars. A zillion hours. Listen to me, gazillion dollars, gazillion hours. I got money on my mind, dang. What's up with that? I must have been hanging around Trump or something. Um, but anyway, but I just, I want people to value art for what it is, you know? And uh, even if you can't, even if you can't afford to buy an artist's work or something like that, if you like that artist or if you like their work, talk about them to other people. Try to spread the word, you know? That means a lot. That really helps. Word of mouth is huge now, you know? It's... If you get on a major label or something, they're not going to, unless you're just completely lucky, I don't know. They're either, they're wanting an act that's already established that they can just suck money off of. So they can suck off, they can suck money out of, or they want like a Britney Spears or something like that where they can just create like a product like Pepsi or something, you know. They can just sell it like a product. And, uh. Anyway, um, 
it's just uh i don't know i feel like it goes in cycles though there's sort of cycles of originality and people dig it and get on get on the train as far as a mainstream thing anyway and then and then eventually it goes away and everything gets lame again and then one day somebody does something cool and it gets cool again so I, I try to stay cool all the time if I can at least in my own mind you know that's what's important your mind's eye uh, theater of the mind I should just call this podcast theater of the mind I need to put some echo on that in post-production that's one thing I, I'm I get carried away when I edit sometimes, but I'm trying to keep this podcast super simple. So all I'm doing is a little intro thing, you know, a little song I made with techno, not techno, but electronic thing I made at the beginning and the end and just sort of talking without crazy effects through the whole thing. So I figured that would be a cool format that I hadn't tried before. So... But I guess I've rambled and rambled on. I've rambled on long enough. I'm holding this mic like it's a ice cream cone, whatever that means. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful evening, a lovely tomorrow, and a fantastic next month. We'll see y'all on the flip side. I just wanted to see how long I could do that. See y'all later. Bye-bye.